0: we were listening yeah. to the news last night on, on TV and they're talking about in New York that they're running out of, of vaccines. We're expected to be grandparents again in April, so we'll yeah. be able to go down. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's wonderful. How are you feeling? Perfect. What else you want to know?
1: Hi, and welcome to Fifth In Mission. I'm Dominic Fercasso. Some voices there from happy folks getting vaccinated in San Francisco on Friday. We've all watched with some measure of relief as more and more people get vaccinated each day, and at long last, the brutal surge of new cases and death that followed the holiday season does seem to be stabilizing. But multiple mutations of the coronavirus are clouding the picture, and they're threatening to push the finish line of the pandemic even further out. Here to talk about those variations, mutations, variants, and what's being done about them is Chronicle Staff Writer Aaron Alday. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Dom. Good to hear your voice. Likewise. So, Aaron, we know that these variants appear to be even more easily transmitted, and scientists are of course racing to learn as much as they can about them. So, so what have we learned so far? We've been living with them for a little while. Are there any conclusions to be drawn yet?
2: We do have some conclusions for sure. So there are really at this point probably four specific variants that are that are caused for kind of concern or at least like a closer look at this point. Um, one of them, probably the one people are most familiar with or have heard the most about. It was identified in the United Kingdom. It’s uh, known as this B117, and, and I’m sorry, but these variants all have really unfortunate names that do not stick. Um, but that one, we do have studies that we know for, for a fact that one is more infectious. We know that it spreads much faster. And much much easier. Um, there's now some kind of this, some disturbing early findings that suggest it may also be deadlier. So it ca- may cause more severe illness. But but just to reassure folks, we need a lot more research on that front. Um, we also have this this uh, variant that's uh, was identified in South Africa. Um, that one we also know is more infectious it spreads faster and that one um, some studies suggest that it can evade our immune response so it sort of is able to escape some of our, our weapons that our immune system puts out against this coronavirus that that sort of is concerning because it means that it could partially evade our vaccines um, which rely on these same weapons these antibodies um, but again we need a lot more research so there's you know there's cause for concern with that one too but it's definitely still going to respond to the vaccines. It just may mean that the vaccines won't be quite as effective against this variant. And we just we, we need a lot more research to tell how much of a difference that makes. Is it really going to have a profound effect on our vaccines? Is it, is it going to be just sort of a minor thing? Um, that's just all of that work still needs to be done. We have another variant that's in Brazil where we need to do a lot more research, but it seems like it's also more infectious and may also have the same issues with the vaccine. And then, of course, we have this fourth Fourth variant that has popped up in California um, that that our researchers, our own researchers, researchers at UCSF, um, really kind of identified just uh, just recently, and that one we just all we have now is circumstantial evidence. We know that it popped up suddenly; it, it increased really dramatically in, in a very short period of time. Um, in terms of how many cases it showed up in. And we know that it's been associated with a couple of really big outbreaks, which is concerning. And we also know it's got a very specific mutation that's located in a part of the virus, that, uh, a part of the actual physical virus that may make it kind of more infectious um, and less responsive to vaccines. But again, all this stuff, super circumstantial. We just don't have any evidence really on that one just yet. And they're, they're just starting those studies now.
1: So hearing you talk about that area and it, it seems like our, our response or responses to these mutations is going to depend so much on what all of that research yields. But I, I wonder if even so, you could kind of tease out some of the possible scenarios about how this affects the pandemic in general, if, it, if these variants, if we have to live with them for a long time, if, they, if it does turn out to be that they're, you know, deadlier or not as deadly, can, can you tease out like what, what this looks like in terms of how this changes the whole nature of the pandemic potentially?
2: I mean, that's that's you know the really big question here. Um, I mean, to start out with. Frankly, there's not a lot that really changes immediately in terms of our response with with identifying these kind of variants. I mean, it just sort of makes our response more urgent, right? Like, if this thing is spreading, if we if we have a variant here that, that's much more infectious and is spreading faster, it just means we have to to double down on all the things we're already doing, right? In terms of our stay-at-home orders and and masking and all that kind of stuff. Um, and if it if it's resistant to the vaccines, we may have to tweak the vaccines. Unfortunately, the vaccines are very tweakable. Um, um, they were designed to be able to be kind of modulated very quickly and 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 respond to any mutations um, in the variants. But you know, there's there's no doubt that if we get a, a variant here that is a lot more infectious, um, that does you know have a problem with the vaccines, or, or you know, God forbid, is is deadlier. Um, um, you know, that could really change sort of the long term trajectory of this pandemic. It could mean that, you know, we're dealing with shelter in place longer than any of us had hoped for. I think, you know, there was real hope. And there's still I should I should say there remains real hope that, that we will reach herd immunity, that we will overcome this. um, And that we'll be able to be back to, you know, some something like I'm not going to say normal, but but close to it. You know what I mean? We'll we'll yeah. we'll get a lot of people vaccinated by, you know, end of summer, um, certainly by the end of this year. I mean, we may still get there on that timeline, but these variants could certainly you know, twist that up. I mean, if you get one that's really spreading widely, and we just can't control it, we could be looking at, you know, another surge of cases in the spring, or even the summer, we could be looking at, you know, more pressure on hospitals, just when we thought things were starting to look, look brighter and look better. Um, and again, you know, we could be dealing with with more complications with the vaccines and even treatments. Um, just, you know, if, if one of these, these variants kind of escapes and, and starts spreading widely.
1: Going back just once more to the need for more research, the, the need to, you know, really drive the point home here, I think that, you know, we, we have to figure out how these things behave. Are, are scientists equipped for the work that still needs to be done? I mean, what, what does this additional research entail and do scientists feel like they have what they need to do it?
2: I mean, one of the big pieces we're missing right now um, is is just being able to identify these variants. So we identify these variants by doing something called genomic sequencing, which is just kind of um, scanning individual virus. So you take a sample of virus from a, an infected person and you put it through a machine and it tells you kind of the design of, of the virus, the, the, the lineup of all of the, the pieces of the chemical pieces that make up this virus. And looking at that, the scientists can very quickly identify mutations can identify how the virus has changed over time and where there might be problems with these mutations. Um, We have a lot of capacity to do that in California. I mean, a ton of capacity to do that in the Bay Area. So many labs are able to do it. But we have no real state network or certainly no national network to do that kind of just consistent surveillance where we're taking samples from the community all the time and just randomly sampling them to see, you know, if one of these new variants has arrived. So like this California, California variant that they discovered a week or so ago—that um, was just total happenstance. It was total luck. What they were doing was trying to find if this UK variant had arrived here. So they've been—they've been, you know, looking at outbreaks along, across the state, um, doing samples from from various counties to see if they can find this this UK variant. Um, and instead, they just happened to come across this California variant that had popped up, and they weren't you know, they weren't looking for that. They didn't have any surveillance. It was just like really pure luck that they stumbled across that and can now do that early work to determine if it's going to be a problem or not. But that the fact that they just stumbled across that should really be a red flag to people that we need to be doing that kind of surveillance all the time, because this virus is definitely mutating. It's definitely spinning out these new variants. And right now, you know, as one researcher told me, we're flying blind. We just have no idea kind of what the enemy even is that we're facing.
1: Well, Erin, thanks so much for taking the time today, and thanks for your critical reporting on this topic.
2: Thanks so much for having me, Dom.
1: We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk with The Chronicle's Ideen Vaziri about some of the steps we can take to keep ourselves safe in the face of these new variants. Stay with us.
0: You can support Fifth Inmission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod.
1: Back now with Chronicle staff writer Ideen Vaziri. Hi, Ideen. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. Good. So the main takeaway, right after just talking with with uh, Aaron all day, is that there's just so much we don't know about these variants yet. But you know, the unknown is is always like the most frightening part right? So, so what what have you learned in digging into this issue about what we can do to keep ourselves safe as, you know, we've heard that some of these variants are more transmissible, for example. Um, what have you heard from from experts about the steps that we should be taking, practical steps, to, to sort of, you know, confront this world where we've got these even, you know,
0: the, these new variants floating around? Right. So as you mentioned um, there is not a whole lot we do know about them so far. I mean, they might be more transmissible. They might, be, they might ev- elude the uh, vaccines. They might be deadlier. Um, so while, while scientists, while we let the scientists work on that, they can figure it out over in their labs, um, that basically what we can do to protect ourselves is what everyone, uh, the experts I've talked to say, is just double down on everything we've been doing so far. So you know, masking, social distancing, avoiding crowds. Except we want to kind of be a little bit more um, diligent about it now. That's that's the main takeaway.
1: So so what does that mean exactly? I mean, it sounds like what you're saying is is keep doing what you're doing, but but increase your vigilance about it. You know, maybe it, it, it even is an opportunity for you know we've all been living in you know pandemic land for so long now. These these the vigilance that we might've had in the first few months is starting to fade. So maybe we can use this as an opportunity to go through some of the concrete steps that we can take, um, for, you know, the, the OG coronavirus. And now the, the, the variants that we're seeing, what should we be doing to, right. to, to keep ourselves uh, healthy?
0: I mean, the, the, the main thing is you want to keep masking and maybe take a second look at your masks. You may have, uh, bought a like a cloth mask off of Etsy in March or April. And, uh, Maybe now see if you can, N95s are still very hard to get, but maybe kind of just a better grade mask with more layers. You know, you want two to three cloth layers. Some people have been double masking, so they'll wear a cloth mask and then one of those blue disposable surgical masks over it. Um, You know, I'm sure you've seen Joe Biden wearing two masks at a couple of his appearances on TV recently, um, mm-hmm. uh, so and you want you want to make sure you know it's just reevaluate everything about your mask. Make sure it fits. Make sure it really covers your nose and your mouth. Um, because if these variants are more transmissible, if they are more infectious, that means they can you can become infected easier. So it's really important to have that physical barrier. Um, you know, the virus still can't get around a physical barrier to make sure that it's working and it's, that you have the best one available to you, the best one possible. So really, um, just kind of re, take this time to reevaluate your masking technique and your masking your actual physical masks. What about, what about on the, on the issue of, of, you know,
1: social distancing? I mean, is that's been, you know, really we've, that's been the kind of the constant, right? I mean, even as in the early days we'll we'll recall like the guidance on masking was changing, right. But, but staying apart from others uh, has always kind of remained as, as, as a cardinal sort of rule for, for virus safety. Has anything about that changed in light of these new variants?
0: Well, you know i think what's happened is after 10 11 months we've all kind of uh gotten a little bit relaxed maybe and feel a little bit more comfortable being around other people being close to other people um so they're the people i talk to they're like this is really the time to avoid he- other human beings you just want to <laughs> minimize minimize your time around anyone else um Maybe be a little bit more uh, careful when you go to places that you have to go to, like the grocery store. Have a list prepared. Move as quickly and efficiently through as possible because, as we know, the more time you spend around other people, the more the risk of exposure goes up. So um, really kind of have that spatial awareness. Be, be aware of who's around you and you know, keep, try to keep away as much as possible from others. Um, especially indoors cuz that it's that aerosol transmission that uh leads to all the outbreaks. So, you know, even outdoor dining has been put on hold in many parts of California. It's just there's a reason for that. They really think that we should be avoiding uh, you know, being in the same spaces as each other right now um just till we get through this, till we get vaccinated and uh the you know, the kind of these variants hopefully fade away. The infection rate comes down and things become a little bit more manageable.
1: What about the importance of getting a vaccination, Idine? I mean, the, we we we're all you know sort of waiting our turn, waiting for our spot in line for for a vaccination. But I wonder, you know, in light of the added unknowns, the added anxieties that have gone along with with these variants, um, does that take on any any sort of added or or changed importance?
0: I mean, uh, vaccines are going to be our way out of this, and its um, I've heard it described as kind of a race uh, between how quickly these variants can pick up speed and how quickly we can get everyone vaccinated. Um, If it turns out that these are not uh, deadlier, lead to worse outcomes, the fact that they're spreading so quickly means that we're going to see more hospitalizations and less people with access to the hospital. So people, in the end, you know, more people end up dying, whether it's from more severe COVID or, or just because they can't get the healthcare they need. So as quickly as people can get vaccinated, you know, when your turn comes up, go do it. Um, you know, the more people become immune to the virus, the, the quicker we can get things under control and uh, hopefully stop them from spreading like, because the longer, I'm sure Aaron touched on this, but uh, the longer the virus can circulate, the more it can mutate and the more dangerous these mutations can become. So, you know, those, it's, it's really simple. Just keep wearing the masks, uh, stay away from other people, avoid crowds and get vaccinated. And hopefully, you know, we can, we can win that race that, uh, that people keep mentioning.
1: Well, simple but critical stuff. Ideen, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you. Our thanks again to Aaron Alday and Ideen Vaziri for talking to us today, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.